Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee. This is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that asks what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Kyle Snedden, and he's going to talk to us through his own personal journey. Kyle, how are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you, Johnny. How are you? I'm excellent, pal. Ready to go. Buzzing to hear from you. So, yep. start off how we always start off. Why football and, and what's your journey been? Um, so, basically, I really fell into football. I used to go and watch my older brother um, when Austin McFeast first started up uh, AM Soccer. Um, and I used to basically just go along and watch him. Um, and Austin re- really used to just try and get me involved. And I wasn't too keen to begin with, but eventually kind of like coaxed me in and, and got me going and since then that's been it really I've just kept playing and enjoyed it. Excellent so um, where have you been yeah. and what's your journey through academy football been like? Um, so first so obviously first of all I was at uh, AM soccer so I started there when I was three um, and then when I went to primary school in primary five Dungeon United were doing sort of like a community football taster session um, so they've done that for a few weeks and it was from there uh, Dave Bowman kind of spotted me there and thought I think he thought I had potential to go and go to the academy so he spoke to my dad and we we went across and enjoyed it and played from age of five from there till about 13 um, and then moved on to Fife Elite um, from Fife Elite played there for a few years and um, when it just like everybody does at Fife Elite, go and train with the different clubs and experience training with Wraith, Dunfermline, going in with Cowden Beef. Um, from that, I went on to sign with Cowden Beef for the first team and just recently been on loan to St Andrews United. So, yeah, that's basically from the start to now, that's what I've done. Brilliant. So give me some of your best moments playing, not no fuss about the age, just what comes to mind when I talk about best moments, best games? Um, I used to really enjoy going to, like when it first started, when I was first playing in academy football, I used to really enjoy going to play against the big clubs, probably like a lot of people because it's, it's not an opportunity that everybody gets to go and play against the Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hebs, Hearts, everywhere you just just enjoying the moment there. Um, I used to enjoy that. Also, go, getting older, um, I've had experiences of going down to England and with Fife Elite, we went down to the Oakham Festival. So getting to play against the English teams, um, international teams, there was teams from America and stuff came across. So playing against loads of different teams is just good and the opportunities to travel and and have those experiences, which is good. Also, as well, I think went down to Newcastle and Sunderland with Dunfermline under twenties. Um, just just getting the experience of traveling about, um, playing against different players, not just the same people all the time, um, different environments. Just yeah, it's good. Really enjoyed just traveling and stuff. Excellent. And give us your best game or a couple of your best games. What were they and how did you feel? Um, I'd probably say one of my favourite games would have been when I was maybe it was maybe my first season at Fife Elite and 
I was struggling with sort of growing issues and stuff at this point, so I wasn't playing very much. And I'm I'm quite a big Rangers fan, so we we're playing Celtic, um, and I maybe only come on for the last fifteen twenty minutes, and I come on and I done well and I scored, and it's just I don't know I was just really happy because it was like I've had so much rubbish moments with not getting to play and especially against a team like if if you're being a Rangers fan and you're scoring against the team that the rivalry so. Yeah, it was just, that was brilliant. I remember just feeling sort of on top of the world after having the lower moments. Um, it just boosted my confidence and made me feel really good, yeah. Cool. And if I'm on the sidelines watching you play, what do you look like when you're at your best? Is it fast passing? Is it dribbles? What do you do when you know you're on it? I think um, me as a player, I think I'm probably, I probably move the ball and trying keep I keep the ball well, keep moving the ball, and when I'm when I'm confident, I'll probably try a few more runs forward, overlapping runs as a fullback, getting try to get plenty of crosses in, um, create chances, basically, yeah. And um, what does it feel like? So, say you're not eight and a half, nine out of ten. How do you feel on the pitch? I've been told, and or, or words have been used like untouchable and unstoppable. Yeah. What do you like for you? Yeah, I'd probably say that as well. It's just like, just feel confident in everything that you're doing. So maybe like, you're not afraid to try and do the risky things. Take take a chance at running at somebody or putting a cross into the box or trying like a risky pass that you wouldn't normally. But you just have that confidence to feel that you can achieve it. And even if you don't, it doesn't affect you. You go and try again. And I think for me, that's the way I feel when I'm sort of, playing like that in these games that I feel like why not try something different or why not take these risks because it's if it's going well for me then it, it also looks good for you if you're you're playing well like that without fear really yeah love it and if I was to, to just to play the other side of it and I've given you the ball we're a minute in you try yeah. a pass it gets cut out you go through and score how are you feeling how do you deal with it I think at a younger age, I probably would have struggled to deal with it and not really found a way to deal with it. I think maybe being younger, I'd probably have affected the game going forward. Um, the rest of the game, maybe I would be a bit more hesitant to get on the ball. Not so much hiding a game, but not take those risks like I was explaining about when you're confident, maybe just try the easier passes and try and keep the ball rather than taking the risk and going forward and playing positively really it might when I was younger that's what happened but as I've got older uh, basically now I've watched I've watched um, some of the players in the Premier League and stuff and they make mistakes I think it was I think it was about I can't remember where I read it or seen it it was about Steven Gerrard when he used to make a mistake he'd pull his socks up so I asked uh, when I was younger, I used to try and use things like that. So wiping my forehead to wipe away the mistake and start fresh and go again and go and just start from a clean slate, really, and, and try again. And that that's what I do. I still do that now if I make a mistake. Just sort of positive self-talk, speak to myself, wipe it away and try it again. And I don't let the sort of fear factor come in now. I kind of wipe it away start again, try it again and don't let it get to me. 
I really like that. And you used um, positive self-talk there. So yeah. what do you say to yourself? Is it, um, it's all right, move on? Or is it next time I'll do this or I'll do that? What does it sound like? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's sort of stuff like that. It's like, um, just basically tell myself, why not try it again? There's, there's no harm in it sort of thing. Um, everybody makes these mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes in a game. So basically tell myself to not let it get to me and, and go and make sure I go and get on it again and make sure maybe if it if it's the part where I'm struggling with the game on my passing, go and try and make sure I work really hard to say uh, closing people down or go and try and get close to people instead of maybe the bit that I'm not doing so well, like passing the ball and stuff, and maybe make runs in behind and stuff like that instead of being worried about the mistakes that I'm making. I try and turn it into a positive, really. And did that take a while to get used to? You said you sort of you learned and you read about it. So did it take you a wee while to sort of conquer it? Yeah, I'd say over time, it definitely took time. Like when I was younger, I did, I think most people would have struggled with these mistakes because you you feel like you should be playing at such a high level every week when that's not really realistic. I mean, everybody has bad games and stuff like that. So I think it took a while to understand that I'm not going to be a 9-10 every week and there there will be weeks where I'm not going to be at it but I just have to make sure that I do as many positive things as I can to help my performance and things like talking to myself and or even stuff like thinking about a coach maybe that that's coached me before and think how they would encourage me think about stuff they would say to me to encourage me to keep going I, that's the sort of thing that I try and do when maybe I'm struggling in a game. That's really interesting. You said you realised you weren't always going to be eight or nine or a 10 out of 10. So did you have anything you made sure you always did right? Like sort of like super strengths or making sure you were always doing um, something in relation to the team and yourself? Um, yeah, I'd say probably I'd, just the main things like doing the simple things well, just if I was maybe struggling, just start focusing on the simplest things. Go back to basics, really, and try and first of first of all, sort of take a deep breath and pass the ball. Keep it simple, and then start growing back into the game again and try and um, try the more positive things and more creative things. Yeah, yeah, I like it. When you're when you're coming through these age groups and you're realizing this thing. What was your balance in your life like between school, travel, training? Was it easier or was it difficult? Um, I'd probably say it, it was difficult. Um, I went to the SFA Performance School in Dundee at St John's. So for me, I was getting up. It's probably about half past six in the morning. And then I stayed in St Andrews. So mum and dad would bring me across and pick me up. So it was starting early and to get into school for maybe about eight o'clock or something so because we used to be allowed to go in and go into the gym and practice skills and stretch and just just to basically give everybody an opportunity to get in and work on something and I would do that and that'd be mixed with obviously training with SFA and doing the school work and then from there I'd come back home if I had homework try and fit in times where I got home and with that and food and then going to training um, so yeah it was it was quite a busy week and that was, it was the same every day from Monday to Friday so yeah it was busy but I think it was difficult but mum and dad always 
made sure that I was doing things properly and really helped me. So, which was which was good. What was the balance like with with friends and maybe missing out on things? How did you how did you deal with that? Um, I think because I'd been sort of involved in academy football for such a a long time, um, it wasn't too difficult for me to to accept that I'm going to miss out on things because I'd done it. I'd been around the academy level since I was about five years old and I was always across training. So it was like a massive part of my life. So I was kind of used to the fact of knowing that I'm not going to be able to say go out on a Friday night with my mates and muck about because I would have a game. And But I was okay with that and it's it's what I wanted to do. So yeah, for some people it's probably harder if maybe coming into that environment at an older age, they maybe might find it more difficult to adjust to the sort of sacrifices that you need to make and stuff like that, yeah. Being in at the performance school, did that help the education side of it too, knowing that, yes, I've got football all the time, but I also I have to achieve in the class? Yeah, that was good, definitely. Um, we, were also, we were given opportunities to, to catch up on things if we were missing it and... Um, we were, we were helped through if we were struggling and um, sort of like like I say you'd get sort of there would be classes that would miss um, for training and stuff and we'd be able to go to catch up classes at lunch times and stuff like that to go and get get everything sorted out if we needed help or we needed to finish work or stuff like homework and stuff like that yeah so it was it was helpful being able to do that because it helped with the balance of going home and then having to go to sort of club club and academy training so that obviously I was able to do some of the work at school still before I got home and it gave me time to eat properly and get ready to go to training and stuff so yeah that's great now as you kind of progress through your age groups and through school was there ever times when you you sort of realized you were you were actually getting better you thought to yourself hey hang on a minute I'm better at whatever aspect it is whether it's you know range passing whether it's quick one twos overlap runs did you ever really notice that you were getting better or was it just something that constantly happened um i wouldn't say like myself i wouldn't have probably noticed a dramatic change in myself because i was going in every day and and doing these things and it was maybe it was maybe from other people that might not have seen me a lot might say he's got better at this or understanding the game in different ways might be better so I personally I wouldn't say that I would have noticed it but as I suppose as time as time would have went on I would have noticed a change yeah so a bit of both sort of I didn't really know that um, in games and stuff I would maybe take more risks with different things and try and use what I've, I've been taught really and training and stuff. I find it's a really interesting question asked. When I'm working with the youngsters, I'll say, you know, how much better have you got at something? And they don't they don't actually know because yeah. you don't think about it. You just sort of play, train, and adapt. And it's I always think it's just an interesting question to ask. Yeah. So with all that, was trying to be a footballer, was it easy? Definitely. I, w- I wouldn't say it's easy now. Um like I've really only been in the professional game for about five minutes, if you put it that way. It's, I've not compared to all the, old, the older, sort of more experienced pros. Um, I've not been in the game a long time, and so far it's been it has been tough. 
just like we've said already about all the sort of sacrifices you have to make and the dedication you have to have towards it it is tough but I think if you really want to do it and really stick to it you do get your rewards but you just have to keep working keep working hard really absolutely it's always an interesting question because you're trying to make decisions when you're so young and that's why I love having this conversation now because we get to get some more information from you and it's great to hear your insight so you're saying it wasn't easy and knowing you um, I know that injuries played quite a, a large part in your sort of um, what 12 to 14 year yeah yeah so you can just give us a little you know insight into your struggles and how you managed it um so basically for me I had severs in my knees I uh, know so sorry severs in my heels and Osgood slatters in my knees both at the same time so it was like constant growing pains in my knees and my heels at the same time and it, it was it was difficult because I was I wasn't able to run or be involved in training and stuff and it was really really painful that went I think that went on for a year and a bit probably and um, so I think mentally for me it, it was hard because it, I feel like at that age I was seeing sort of my peers and in, in the group getting to push on but I felt held back and um, because of obviously having these growth issues but I think looking back now I shouldn't have felt like uh, I was falling behind because I was given the opportunity to to play down and obviously I had you as a coach playing down and and it was a great opportunity and I never I never ever seen that as a negative I was always happy about it and happy to have the responsibilities that that you guys gave me and to to push on really and get back to where I wanted to be yeah and, and it was a really I know we had chats about it before we even did it we and we talked about look do you want to play down an age group because you've not yeah. played much and what we'll do is we'll try and give you as much game time as your body allows you yeah. what, was that, what was that adjustment like at the start when you've gone from not playing too much to, to genuinely me and Robert just saying how long do you want to play for um it was I think it was quite hard because obviously going from nothing to straight back into it and and playing every week as much as I could. Um, it was hard to begin with, but I got I think I got used to it quick and it was good for me going forward because when I eventually got back up to my own age group I was I was fighting fit and I was ready to go and push in and and try and get opportunities to play there as well. Yeah, and you talked about other responsibilities um that went on top of the playing to make sure that we were pushing as much as you were. Yeah. Your your perspective, what were the extra responsibilities that you sort of you put on yourself or that, that we tried to, to help you with? I think it was just to be more of a, a leader, being an older player coming down and playing, being more of a leader to the, the younger guys at the time and try and find my voice really when I was playing. I'm I'm not always I'm not the loudest of players, I'm not always shouting, um, but going down I felt I had a bit of extra responsibility to help um the younger guys and and talk to them and give them my opinions and experiences on things and tell them what I think might help them to do in games and sort of just talk them through the game really if if people were struggling or didn't know what they were doing I tried to as much as I could lead them with with what my experiences were and and I tried to use that to help yeah yeah I like that and when you're when you're in this scenario did you ever feel pressure on you 
from yourself that you had to do more because you'd spent a bit of time out of the game or did you manage to stay level-headed and just focus on improving? I think probably to begin with, I probably put pressure on myself to, when I first when I first started back playing, I probably put pressure on myself to try and get up to speed and get back to to where I felt I should be. But then gradually as I was playing, um, it was I kind of settled down and, and found it a lot better and I was able to gradually just take my time and, and get back to to what I wanted to be and and doing the sort of things like I was doing probably helped me be a better player going forward anyway. So it was probably a bonus for me getting the opportunity to to be more of a leader in the team than what I would have normally been. And would that pressure just be you wanting to be 10 out of 10 all the time, just wanting to make everything positive and always complete passes? Was that what the pressure was for Yeah, Yeah, I would say I was probably just pressuring myself to be the best really just because I, it was like it was like I felt I, I've missed out so much that coming back I want to be way up way up like my performance level should be really high and but I suppose looking back I shouldn't have expected that because I'd been out for such a long time um, and it was going to take time to get back to where I wanted to be so it's, it's something that I couldn't really help I was going to be a bit rusty um, but yeah, just it's just experience really and good experience. Yeah, and it's expectations were the words you used there, and that's the really important point is trying to match expectations with level of performance. And it yeah. especially at sort of 14, 15, 16, it could be really happy, really, sorry, really hard to juggle those because you just think, right, I'm going to be 10 out of 10 every week and everything's going to work. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? So, when we're in this mode and you're out on the pitch, what what frustrated you? What what were you those frustrations that you know let the blood boil um, a wee bit? I think, I think I probably frustrated myself a lot of the time. Like like we were saying there, I was expecting myself to be, I don't know, um, getting every single pass right, every single dribble run, uh, shot on goal, score. I was just expecting to be probably expecting too much of myself rather than just letting myself play and enjoy it um, yeah I'd probably say the, the main frustration would be me just being frustrated with myself um, There's, I mean there's also points where you can be frustrated I suppose with teammates um, maybe not doing the things that you feel are right for the team maybe trying to to do everything by themselves or not not being a team player really that's what frustrated me someone that wasn't going to play for the team and just done their sort of thing and didn't help the team that was a, something that frustrated me yeah I love I love just asking these little probing questions yeah. when you were when you were passing the ball to somebody and they, you know it goes out of play and was the arms up in the air or were you just uh, like you said you had coping strategies wiping the forehead but you know what did it look like on the pitch um I think for me, I, the type of person I am, I'm not really one to start shouting at somebody for a mistake because I know everybody's going to do it. And yeah, I, it frustrated me, but I never really let it get the better of me. I kind of just, okay, like it could have been me that let the ball slip under my foot or something like that. So it's going to happen to everybody. So just get back in sort of thing and get going again and start start fresh. 
And was there anything from the sideline, either side, the coach's side or the parent's side that used to get to you? Uh, I think sometimes parents shouting onto the parks, it's not great. Just, just sort of let the kids do what they're doing and just let them play and enjoy it and let, let the coaches actually do the coaching um, and, and speak to the kids and give them the proper proper advice that they need not just sort of parents try to tell them to do this do that and because the coaches are actually trying to do the right thing and help them develop and get better as a player and anyway so I don't think sometimes parents need to be telling their kids as much as maybe they do yeah, it's interesting. Do you ever feel that the doesn't matter which side of the, the pitch that it comes from, do you ever think the pressure or the advice or the information ever affected like the group's performance or your team's performance? I think, yeah, it, it possibly did. I think probably people just, that's like the frustration of people just trying to do their own thing, really. Like, And there was maybe annoy other people in the team that some so-and-so is just trying to go and dribble and score by themselves and had not been a team player and it probably for some players in the team it, it would have not turned not turned people against each other but it frustrated and and maybe just yeah I don't know it's just it maybe find it frustrating really that people are listening too much to the wrong information when they should be listening to the coaches and stuff like that, who are, are trying to get us to to follow a game plan and follow stuff we've done in training and things that we've been learning. So, yeah, I think that'd be something. It's just, it's always questions I like to ask because usually the people that we don't hear from the most are, are you, you know? how you yeah. know, I'll always ask, how do you feel, is it? But you always feel there's that pressure when you're in it. But now we're outside of it. I'm getting some really interesting answers. And, and on the subjects of parenting, you know, were they, what sort of advice did you get from them and, and how much did they help you? My mum and dad were always good. They, they, um, they were just basically, like I'm saying about other parents, maybe putting pressure. Mum and dad never done that. They, uh, they were always more supportive than anything. They, they always encouraged me to listen. And my dad always used to say to me, try and be like a sponge and just, taking all the information that you're given, even even if it is negative information, it's it's advice and it's it's an experience that you can take forward and turn into a positive. So mum dad were I'd say mum dad were good for stuff like that, supporting me. Maybe if I didn't do well or I was frustrated or upset if I hadn't played well or stuff like that. They were always there in, in that respect, yeah. Well it's good because everyone, everyone needs that person to to communicate with and yeah. Usually it's parents, sometimes it's not, but everyone has to have someone that they can share what they're thinking and what they're feeling with. It's really important, I think, anyway. Yeah. So as we're, we're kind of talking about um, parents and them helping you, um, I'm also thinking of the performance school here too. Was it great to always be in an environment where you could share stories with everyone playing football? Because you know you're going to go to school and talk to a load of boys that have played over the weekend as well. So was that a help in a way that you could share stories and communicate? Yeah, it was good to be in an environment with sort of like-minded people who were, or were wanting the same sort of goal as you. And it was just, yeah, it was good to be in amongst people that are maybe playing for different teams, playing at different levels, maybe just 
just listening to their experiences and how their weekends went. And yeah, it's just it was different, but it was it was good. It's good to hear everybody's sort of opinions on things and stuff like that. You always take little nuggets away from it, or was the odd time where you thought, "Oh, I'm happy that's not me." Uh, yeah, probably a few times I'm like, "Oh," but sometimes I would maybe think about things. Yeah, but yeah, it's important communicating and talking is vital. And I'm finding it's getting less and less. So I think getting it out there that you have to talk, you have to communicate, find somebody that you can communicate with on an open and honest. Yeah basis as well is really important so as I move you through your journey and you're heading towards that first team environment how did it change how did you feel um so going into the first team probably was it was quite a scary and daunting experience um it was a massive change because you're obviously you're going from academy level where you're in with boys of the same age as you and you could be going in to a first team where the age range is varied um, and being a young player, you you're you're expected to be at the same level as everybody else because that's why you're there. You're supposed to be as good as everybody that's there. So everybody's kind of on a a level playing field and treated the same way. Um, and that's that's a big change because being at academy level, maybe you're like you've got your you've obviously got your standards there, but academy level you might not have someone having a go at you for making the same mistake a couple of times in a row, you're probably encouraged to to keep to keep sort of trying it and get better from it. But sort of the room for error can change a wee bit as well. And sometimes you have teammates that, that get on your back and stuff. But I think that's just all part of the experience of growing up and going into an environment like that where where things change and it's more about um more about winning and stuff really. It's more about that the winning on a Saturday and preparing for that. So yeah. How old were you when you, you first sort of went into that first team adult environment? Um I started going in with the first team at Kendys when I was fifteen. And then yeah, so it, was, it would have been fifteen, yeah. Yeah, so quite a difference between school and academy life. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Were you when you when you're moving into that environment, you know it's coming. Was there anything you really worried about but didn't actually happen once you got in there? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I was really too worried about anything, really. I just kind of took it as it came, really, yeah. Just went in to see what it was like and if things happened, they happened and I just dealt with it, really, yeah. So was it just sort of nerves you felt, just that usual nerves first thing going in? Yeah, yeah, just, just nervous really going into a different environment. I mean, obviously because it was a... I knew I was going to be going in with like grown men. Only being fifteen, it was a, a massive change. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. You get so many different answers to that, and quite often, once the ball comes out, you just relax and you carry on. Yeah, I would probably say that. Yeah, um, once you sort of calm down a wee bit, you're okay. You're definitely you're okay once you calm down a bit. <laughs> an open minded try and relax and when that first pass comes in and your stone first touch bounces I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, slowly try to breathe air in as you're panicking you know uh, it's brilliant yeah. so you touched on winning there I always yeah. like to talk a little bit about winning so how did that change going into the first team environment and what was your thoughts on winning until you got there 
Um, so before going into the first team in the professional level, obviously academy, everybody wants to win, but it's all, it's not the main focus. You're you're more focused on a game day at the academy level is to sort of take stuff that you've practiced in training and experiences and stuff that you've been told about and different skills and things like that. You're trying to incorporate that into your game more than thinking about getting a result at the end of the game. As long as you're making sure you're doing the proper things in the game and and doing what you've practiced really and incorporating it into a game, yes, it changes from that to when you go into first team, like I said, it, it's all about the three points on a Saturday and success for the team and for the fans, for the club, for the manager and stuff. It's it's all about getting the three points and, and making sure. Obviously, still now, I still have my my personal targets. Like I, I want to be doing certain things well in the game, um, but it definitely does change from not being too fussed about winning to more it, it's more about winning, definitely. Was that an easy adjustment for you? Or did it take a little while to realise the intensity in training and just the sheer desire to get the ball in the back of the net and keep out of your one? I think I think to begin with it was it was a bigger change because I was still I was still young when I first went in, so I was still sort of probably playing in that academy sort of way where we're not too fussed about conceding goals. And then I had I went into that environment where Basically, even in training, everybody's wanted to win little games and make sure their team wins and scores and no one's happy when you concede goals and stuff, especially as a defender, not happy to, to concede goals and everybody wants to win everything. So, yeah, it, I found it difficult to begin with because it is quite a big change, definitely. I hope it's always interesting, this part, when you, you go from one extreme to the other. Just to, to finish off in the sort of first team environment, how um how did feedback change for you? How how did you know being coached or or did it change? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it changed too much. I think at, in academy level, you're probably maybe told a bit more about your performance and how you could improve this, and that's that's normally worked on in training. Um, after a game, but moving into sort of first team level everybody's you're just gearing up for the next weekend basically and getting ready to go again and try and try and win again basically yeah so it changed slightly but I would say I've still had feedback of points where maybe I need to get better at um, but I wouldn't say anywhere near as much as as I did at academy level so yeah it's changed slightly but more or less the same so it's kind of a shift towards you're more and responsible for your own development at that point. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, and and how did you find that? Did you enjoy that, or was that take a wee bit of learning? Because it's it's different. From nah, well, I I don't think uh, I I didn't mind it really because obviously always I've I've always probably been my harshest harshest critic anyway. So I've been thinking about things in my game that maybe I've not done so well or think, oh, I'm always thinking about where I can improve um, so I think I didn't find it too hard maybe not being told by someone else you need to get better at this because I'm always, I'm in generally anyway I'm always thinking about where I can improve and maybe what I've not done so well in the game so yeah Excellent so we're talking about you um, 
learning and putting pressure on yourself, what advice would you then give to to youngsters on the pathway or parents or coaches, just anyone about you know that design improve? Um, I think as hard as it can be to try and not put as much pressure on yourself and just learn from the experiences that you're having. Don't don't really think that because you're not doing something right, like maybe week in, week out, you're not getting it right. Don't put loads of pressure on yourself to make sure that that's fixed straight away because it does take time to get better at different sort of skills and you just have to keep, it's just something you have to keep working at and, and, and keep improving at, but it does take time. So putting pressure on yourself isn't going to help it. It's probably going to make it worse because you're not going to be relaxed and, and definitely in football, you need to be confident and relaxed to enjoy it and enjoying it, you do play well. So, yeah, it's brilliant. And is there anything you remember getting just little bits of advice or reading something or watching something that you hold on to? Um, uh, I've, I mean, not, not really. Uh, I think for me, I just tried to take little, I, I tried to watch. Premier League games, Scottish games, watch players on the telly in the same position as me and look at what they do and look at sort of, for me being a fullback, watch their positioning, watch what they do in certain situations and and try and take that into training and then carry it from there into games. That's basically what I try to do. That's decent. Would you ever write it down or would it be something you just sort of visualise in your head and then look to take it into training? I think uh, I definitely visualised it rather than writing it down I would think about it more and then I would try and take it in yeah that's great advice and like I say there's always different ways to do it and you sharing that is just another great way of of learning because when you watch people that are in that first team it just shows you the standards that are needed yeah it also did it change in terms of uh, like the amount of time you had on the ball do you think that that would have helped so if you're watching somebody taking one, two touch and play, does that take away the taking three, four touch and, and play? Yeah, I think like as you get as you get older in football, you're you're gonna have less time and the higher level you go to, you're gonna have less time on the ball and you're gonna be playing against better players. So watching the best players maybe doing something in one, two touch when maybe say I, I was doing three, four can make if it's going to make me a better player to get to that sort of standard then it's always it's always good to watch yeah yeah like did you ever watch yourself did you ever get the chance to to watch your own performances or was that something you didn't really like doing as as much as sometimes it can be difficult to watch yourself i'd the games that i've played in and they've been videos i like to watch myself and see where i've went good and where i've went bad just so i can see myself rather than maybe someone else telling me it can it can sometimes be better to to see yourself and where you think you've went maybe not went right, um, instead of sometimes because it it can be it can be better to see it rather than just hearing it. So maybe understand a bit more what the person's telling you and what they mean, so that you can work on it and really understand and know what you need to get better at. Did it ever um, change your thoughts on your performance when you watch back either in a, a positive or negative do you ever think back and think oh I had a poor game and then when you watch little clips back you think oh no hang on a minute I actually did a bit better yeah a few times I've watched I've come away from a game thinking 
I was rubbish today, I didn't do this right, this right, that right. And then eventually when we get sent the video and I sit down and watch it, I think, well, I was maybe a bit harsh. Maybe I've not gave away the ball as much as I thought or made the wrong decisions here or there. So, yeah, it is good. I'd say it's definitely good to be able to see yourself because you can make better judgments on how you actually did and and better judgments on if someone's um, speaking to you about your game, you can go and watch it and, and see what they mean. Brilliant. Love it. Right. I'm going to finish off on this one, which yeah. is with your 10 out of 10, what does it look like on the pitch? Uh, just full of confidence, really, I think. Just trying, like I said before, trying different things, taking taking risks that I wouldn't. and uh, Yeah, just, I don't know, just being full of confidence and, and believing in myself that I've got the ability to go and try things that maybe normally I would maybe pass the ball to the side instead of trying to try a hard diagonal pass over the pitch or put in a cross or take a shot. It's th- it's things like that that I would I would know that I'm I'm playing well because I've got the belief in myself to go and, and try things that I wouldn't normally. Love it. And who did you run around as when you were practicing as a youngster? What player were you? I didn't ask well I like also I liked watching Messi and Ronaldo when I was younger, but I didn't really run about pretending I was anybody else just I don't know I was just daft and running about myself trying skills and doing little flicks and tons Brilliant love it buddy Kyle thank you so much for coming on pal Thanks for having me on Johnny That's it for another episode thank you very much for listening You can catch me on Play Train Grow on Twitter a tweet retweet or a like would be great My email is playtraingrow at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. Thank you very much and goodbye.